She'd been psychic since the age of 17, and for the past six months or so had been working at Asher's insistence with him and the police department. She'd recently located a young murder victim for them, more surprised than Ash that she'd accomplished anything at all. She felt offish at best going public with her talents, and picking up on a death on her first case had been traumatic. The dream lurched her stomach. It had seemed too real, like an aura of things to come, of prophecy, a bad prophecy. She turned on the hallway light and peered into David's bedroom. He slept peacefully, his strong teenage body at repose. She switched off the light and climbed back into bed, troubled. Asher would tell her it was psychological, connected with the murder case she'd helped to solve. But until this dream faded, faded from memory, Tam would be haunted. As she fell asleep, she thought again of telling Ash she wanted out. At least once a week, she braced herself to admit she wasn't comfortable working with the Philadelphia Detective Bureau, and each time, she let it go. She couldn't say no to those who really needed her special brand of help. Summer 1944 The unaccustomed quiet of the house greeted him first, then a grating, clicking sound. He moved cautiously, uneasy in the quiet, toward the phonograph where the needle skipped and skipped at the end of the 78 RPM record. He lifted the needle and turned the machine off. He put old blue eyes back in its paper sleeve in the album cover. He'd just come back from the Bijou, watching James Cagney and Pat O'Brien in the fighting 69th, and wishing he was old enough to enlist. He wasn't even nine yet. By the time he grew up, the war would be over. It was too quiet. It wasn't like her to leave her treasured record player on, wasting electricity. And even when she wasn't talking, she radiated sound, just like that tower in the beginning of the newsreel before the movie started. Dishes got scraped, house slippers shuffled, the scrub of floors or squeak of woodwork being washed. Even the rustling pages of the ladies' home journal filled the house. Perhaps she was resting upstairs. The day was warm, too hot for heavy housework. He headed through the dining room to the kitchen, the icebox and cool ice water beckoning, hand on the swinging door between the rooms. No one could cook like her. He'd wondered what she'd make for dinner. His hand froze. Sobs. Muffled sobs. Choking. Snorting. Out-of-control sobs sounded from the kitchen. His fingers stuck to the wood. Then slowly, feeling like a robot in those pulp science fiction mags his mother chided him for reading, he pushed the door wide open.